greetings, everyone. It is such a pleasure to be able to share some words on behalf of Tehillim on Klat Tefillah as we get ready for Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah itself, of course, is defined as the Yom Hadid, a day of judgment. It's a day in which we envision ourselves, as Chazal really want us to, in, in great fright and dread, standing in front of the heavenly throne as our deeds and actions of the entire year are looked at. And the real question is, how do we prepare for something like that? What do we do to get ourselves ready for such a moment? And what I'd like to do briefly is just share two ideas, in my mind, completely counterintuitive to what I would have thought is necessary to prepare for this significant day that Rav Shlomo Volga, the great Mashkiach, suggests. One going all the way back to the times of the Gemara, and one several hundred years later to Rabbi Yisrael Salvanter. First, Revolva points out the Gemara says, in the name of Rabban Maseches Rosh Hashanah, called Hamavir al Midosa, that anyone who literally passes over on his own Midos, Ma'avirilo al Kol we will pass over, they will, the heavenly throne will pass over all of his sins. Rashi explains, what does it mean to be a Ma'avir al Midosa? Rashi explains, you know, when we go through life, we often are offended. People do things to us that uh, either hurt us or mitzahir, causes pain. And we have an opportunity, or an option, I should say, really, either to repay them in kind. We can respond to them exactly as they did to us. Or, as Rashi says, we can be enomidactic. We don't have to be so particular. We can, as we say in English, we can let it slide. It's okay not a big deal. I don't have to go back and treat everyone measure for measure the same way they did to me. I have an option of saying, it's fine, let it go, they didn't mean it, or I'm not going to take it personally. And the Gemara says, if I, or we, as people, can be ma'avir al-midoseinu, despite the fact that we have every right to claim against someone else, you did this, you said that to me, and, and I don't respond. I don't, I don't have to act the same way. Then in Shemayim, they do the same thing to us. So Revolva says, who amongst us can stand and did if every single thing that we did or said was looked at in great detail, who would stand in judgment before the heavenly throne? So how is it that we can have a chance that we are not looked at in such an exacting way if we treat our fellow friends, family member, community members, we're also forgiving. Not so particular. It's okay. It's okay. We can let things slide. Then in Shemaim, they'll let things slide as well. And Revolva adds, there's a reason why it works that way. Because our goal on Rosh Hashanah is Kabbalah's Malchus Shemaim, to accept Hashem upon us as a, as a king. And there's no such thing, Revolva writes, as a king without a nation. And a nation has to be a unified whole. And therefore, it's actually in our interpersonal relationships that's the key to ourselves, getting ourselves ready for the day of judgment. Because if you want to proclaim Hashem as king, you have to be able to stand in a group and say we're all in this together. And he brings a medrash that's the most magnificent medrash. A medrash tells a story, a simple story of a king who wants to bring a, a, a build for himself a palace. So he gathers together all of his advisors and he says, I want a palace. They say, sure, say, well, we're not going to do this. He says, but there's a catch. I want it built on a ship in the ocean. Okay, we, we can do that. He says, one more thing. I don't want it just built on one ship. I want the two foundations of the palace to be built on two separate ships out in the ocean. So they look at each other, their advice, and they say, well, how are we supposed to do that? 
Well, there's actually one, only one way to do that. The first thing is you need to tie the two ships together, and then you need to anchor the two ships to the bottom of the ocean floor. If you have an anchored ship and the two ships are tied together, then the palace can stand. So too, says the Medrash, by he be and melech, there will be in Yushalayim a melech, the Hisasef Rashiyam, only if all the people are together. Klal Yishol has to be on the ships anchored and tied. And the symbolism in this Medrash is so powerful. There, there are different ships in Klal Yishol. There are different types of Jews, and it's always been that way from the times of Yaakov and his 12 sons. And he gives each one of them a separate bracha for a separate mission. But the only thing is that we all have to be anchored to the ground, anchored with Torah and mitzvahs, anchored to Hashem and His Torah, and then tied to each other. Every different ship tied to another. We're in different ships, it's okay. But we all have to be tied together. Klal Yisrael functioning as one, anchored to the same Torah, anchored to the same Ribbon Shalom, but tied to each other, then a palace can stand. And so if you want... If you want there to be a palace, you want to declare Hashem Melech, Hashem Malach, Hashem Yimloch, they love that on Rosh Hashanah, to make sure that you're tied to the people standing around us. So I had such a minute, you know, when we say it was a Shalom in Ramah, we point to the different sides and we say Kedusha, Vekarazel, Zev, Yamar, the Sforim, all right. Now look around, make sure that you're at peace and Shalom with everyone around us. That is the greatest way to be prepared for Did, to be a Mavir al Midosov, to be, it's okay. And it's, I can accept, I can love, I can be forgiving, we can get along, and then we can build a palace. So Rola adds one last thing from Yisrael Salanta, the most beautiful thought. Rabbi Yisrael says, you want to know how we can manage in din, in judgment, and come out successful? He uses the phrase, a beautiful phrase, to become a person, she'arabim tzrichin lo. You have to become people that the public, that the community needs. And that one phrase, person, Shaharabim Tzrichelo, defines a way of life. It defines, instead of saying, how can I take from the community? How can I get? What can I take advantage? Where can I find the quickest, the simplest, the easiest, the cheapest? No, 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 no. That's not my outlook on life. My outlook on life is, how can I be a person who contributes, who gives, who is part of the building of a community? And as Revolpa writes, it doesn't just mean that you're the Gabbai or a Rav or a teacher, every single person in a community can ask, how do I live my life in a way that the community needs me? Because I'm always looking outward, not to take, but to give, to contribute, to be a part of things. Rabbi Yisrael Santa writes, you want to be Zoha and Din, if you want to merit a successful judgment on Rosh Hashanah, then when the heavenly court looks at us, they're not looking at individuals who are taking and trying to take advantage. They're looking at individuals who want to contribute and who want to give. No seba olim chavero, to care about somebody, to wish somebody a good Shabbos. Can I help with anything? Invite somebody for a Shabbos meal. Small little things, just being one who is giving to the community at large is the greatest opportunity to be zocha, to merit success in judgment. May we all become people, Shaharabim Tzrichemo, people who are tied to each other so that the palace of Hashem can be built on our ships, anchored in Torah, tied to each other, and be able to have a successful day of Rosh Hashanah and of judgments. A good to all.